The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Kevin Jordan or his guests. These gardening tips and suggestions may work for you, as well as those from alternative sources. When using any garden products or tools, read and follow all label directions. And learn how to make your yard summer strong at BeWaterSmart.info. The Green Acres Garden Podcast is the podcast dedicated to helping gardeners hone their growing skills while we celebrate our love of plants. So whether you're new to growing or a seasoned gardener, you're sure to learn something new. Join the fun as we have conversations with world-class growers, passionate green thumbs, and professional garden experts from Green Acres Nursery and Supply. Listen every week. We'll answer questions you didn't know you had. Well, all right, it's time to start the show. Welcome one and all, ladies and gentlemen, gardeners of all ages. Thank you so much for being here. Glad to have you. This is the Green Acres Garden Podcast. I am your happy host, Kevin Jordan, lover of chlorophyll, uh, the chlorophyll shill, as it were. Uh, I'm back in studio, but this week I am flying solo for the first time ever. Austin's here, but he's feeling a little under the weather, so we won't hear him on the microphone, but we have a doozy of an episode for you. We have a great guest, uh, been a guest multiple times. Last time we talked... Kiki and I were talking for hours about how to bring in the pollinators, the bees, the birds, and all that. Kiki is an amazing garden guru. She's out at the Folsom location here in California, and she is a great garden mind. We've had a blast talking this week about container gardenings. We're talking containers with Kiki. It doesn't get much better than that. And the one thing I love about growing with containers is that I think it's just wonderful for beginners. If you're, you're Whether you're a novice, um, you're new to it completely, or you're a veteran, Containers are just an amazing way to get some success right out the gate. If you're somebody who has limited space, containers are for you. If you uh, like to grow anywhere, containers are for you. If you don't even have open dirt, um, for years I lived in an apartment, didn't have any soil that I could dig up and throw a plant in, not even a little bit, but we did have containers. So on that patio, uh, I'd make myself a nice little container garden. And for me, it was one of the best things of coming home after a long day of work, just to walk up and see my, my front door and just have one simple little pot there with a few little plants in there kind of waving back at me. I love that. And one of the best things I think about it is that you can start small and you can, you can grow as you go. And so there's all these different ways to utilize containers. Um, to learn more about it, let's jump right into that interview with Kiki now. kind of ensure success will maybe be a little quicker and a little easier than some of the other avenues of growth. And I'm talking about container gardening. Yes! Are you up for a conversation? I love it. I, I, I love it so much. I've been doing it a lot lately just because I think at this time of year in February, people are starved for color. Oh, yeah. Right? I, there's I'm a ready real... for spring, but nature isn't quite there yet. Yeah. And I think there's a real thing that after it rains a lot and days are gloomy, that I think color really freshens up your soul, brings a spark of joy to your eye. Absolutely. And, and just puts you in a better mood. So how, what a better way to do that than container gardens where you can create little joyful spaces at work, at home, on your front porch, uh, poolside. Uh, maybe you put some uh, potted plants in your garden bed. I mean, there's really no rules to it, which is the best part. Good. I like no rules. So we've brought this up in the past, uh, the thriller, filler, and spiller. Uh, my dear, you are certainly a thriller. <laughs> Uh, and I hope that you will spill the good deeds and fill me in uh, on some wonderful knowledge. What is Thriller, Filler, and Spiller uh, as it uh, pertains to container growing? Thriller, I mean, it, 
it describes it exactly in that word. It is the star of the show. It is the centerpiece. It is the oh my gosh. It's the wow factor. That beautiful little specimen. Yeah, and whatever it is, you know, again, there are no rules. So if you want it to be about color, and it doesn't mean that it has to be a bloom, it could be a color that's in the plant. Just the like foliage? Like a beautiful electric pink cordialine. That thing is going to give you height, right? So a thriller yeah. um, makes you think vertically. It brings your eye up from the container. So you see it center stage. Almost right? like a piece of art. Yes, Exactly. And then you, uh, you know, you want it to be unique. The uh, filler is where you have the really heavy, beautiful foliage or lots of flowers. The right? workhorses of yes. that pot. And they're going to be lush. They're going to fill in all the sides. So you've got your thriller, which gives you the height. And then you've got the filler, which kind of fills it in. And then the spiller is that beautiful little splash of mischief that just rolls right right over the side of the container, and it totally draws you in. So as you're looking at your container, you've got something on top, you've got something in the middle, and you've got something coming down the sides, right? Love that. And that's the main thing. So as you're grabbing your container, you want to think, are you looking at it just from one vantage point, or are you going to look at it from all sides? If you're looking at it from all sides, then you probably want your thriller in the middle. Because no matter what angle you're going to be viewing it from, it's going to have a great balance. Create some symmetry. Yes, 100%. You want balance, you want symmetry. And then um, if you are tucking it in a corner somewhere to create more pop of a color in a space, well, then you actually might put the thriller to the back of the pot and have fillers and your spillers more towards the front that you can see. So the other thing I think we should talk about is what do you actually need to get started, right? It's not rocket science. It's super easy. That's Anybody why I can love do it. container gardening. Yes. The most important thing is uh, plants need the same things that we as humans do. They need water, they need air, and they need food. Without those three things, neither we or yeah. the plants are going to exist. So water, you need to be able to hydrate that plant. You don't want that plant to dry out. It's going to dry out faster in a container than it would in the ground. The ground is an insulator, right? So um, the other thing is with air, so you're thinking about what do you mean air? Well, those roots not only suck up water, but they also want to take in some oxygen. They don't want to be sitting in standing water all Just the time. inundated. Which is what's going to happen if you don't have holes at the bottom of your container to drain out. Uh, you definitely want to be able to have uh, holes in there so the water just flushes the plant, drains out the bottom, right? You never want to have standing water or, you know, if you put a pot inside of another container that doesn't have drainage, you want to make sure that you're elevating that little plant in there so the roots aren't sitting in the water. That's it, a great point because right? there's some really beautiful pots that people purchase or yeah. they get their hands on and they, they just don't want to drill a hole in it for whatever reason, um, damage it. So they do, they put a, a more simplistic plastic pot inside that does have some holes. You're yes. saying maybe put a brick or two underneath yeah. just to just raise it up. Just elevate it up. That's exactly right. You know what I do a lot of times is old tile, like our neighbors retiled part of their house and I found old tile and so I just stacked the tile and put my plant on top of that inside 
the other container because the other container is prettier than just you know the plastic container that it's in. The other thing we want to talk about is food. So we don't need... plants make their own food? <laughs> well, if all they get is what you're giving them, right? Especially in a container, they're kind of limited. Especially in a container. So always think about those three things. It relies on you. These plants are your other babies. Besides, if you have a dog or a cat or birds or whatever, these guys are living beings too. So they they need sustenance to survive, and it's those three things. They need good air circulation, drainage. They need water, and they need some nutrients. And that would just be fertilizer. So the main things that you're going to need to start off with, you need just like a work table, a potting bench if you're so inclined and lucky. Uh, one day. You know, I always work with um, some really simple, inexpensive gloves. I just like that extra layer on my fingers so I can just easily attack plants or get at it without feeling like I've got stuff under my nails. Uh, the other thing I would recommend is get a good container with a saucer below it because you want the saucer so you're not staining your patio. What, um, what are your feelings on uh, like raising the pot up, having the pot feet where there's a space underneath? Absolutely. Is it necessary? Yes. So especially it's necessary if you decide, hey, you know what? I've got this big, beautiful pot and I'm going to put a gorgeous Japanese maple tree in it. Ooh, sounds good already. Right? And the main thing that you want to be careful of is if you plant that guy in that pot, it has a nice big drainage hole at the bottom, and let's say you just set that right on top of the ground. Well, that guy is a tree, so it's going to send its root straight through that big hole that you have for drainage, and it's going to start rooting itself into the ground. And I actually um, helped somebody who showed me a picture that they had a small pot, and they had this huge Japanese maple, and it had rooted right through. Oh, yeah. And they were like, what do I do? And I said, well, at this point, you're just going to have to build, you're going to have to break the pot and build soil around it. Because if you try to break off that root at that point, you're probably going to kill the tree. A little too much stress. Yeah. So the main thing is you want to elevate the pot so that the roots, when they go down towards the bottom hole, they're going to feel air. And the moment they feel air, they're not going to want to try to grow through that, right? That's their indicator of like, oh, there's no more soil. Good. A little yeah. air pruning. That's I like right. It. What are the other considerations? Are do we do we plant a full sun pot and then look for a spot in the sun, or do we kind of figure that out ahead of time? <laughs> well, like how important is I'm that? I'm going to say that you can do whatever you want to do, but if you want to ensure the success of what you've done, then there are certain things that you definitely want to keep in mind, and one of them is exposure. So let's say you know, let's say you want to redo two pots at the front door. So the first thing you have to ask yourself is, what is the sun exposure? Is it full sun? Is it heavy shade? Is it morning light with afternoon shade? What's happening in that spot? And you have to think about it. So for here in California, 9B. Um, hot. Hot, right? And so especially if it's on top of concrete, and then you all of a sudden have full sun from noon until 5 p.m., you've got a full blazing hot Oh, yeah. area at your front door. So, um, and I always tell people 
The way to figure out what your exposure is, for example, here in California, is June, July, August, and September are the hottest months in the year. If you have the wrong plant in the wrong spot, you're, it's going to die. You'll know quickly. You'll know quickly. Right. So once you establish what it is, then you need to establish, well, be realistic. How often do you want to change the plant out? Do you want to just put some annuals in there for color and do you want to change that seasonally? Or do you want to have something classic and stylish that looks good all the time and is evergreen, like you want to put in two topiaries or some sky pencil that's really tall and oh, narrow yeah. and beautiful? And again, container plantings don't have to have three items. They can have one item in it. Right? Yeah, it doesn't if have you to have be the two, thriller filler spiller. Right. If you have two big topiary trees flanking your doorway or flanking your garage, I mean, that's a statement and it's clean and it looks good all the time. The other thing is to figure out if you have shade, is it deep shade? And the reason being... Is it morning shade? Is it right, afternoon? Right. So you always have to imagine that to be able to propagate bloom, you need a certain amount of sunlight. And, you know, for different plants, it differs slightly. But overall, plants want a good four to six hours, right? So, for example, if it's morning sun, which is the most gentle, softest sun, you could have azaleas there, you could have gardenias there, something like that. That would be evergreen, that would also hold that space down. Um, if you wanted it to be, uh, uh, grevillea pops into mind, coastal gem would be beautiful in pots uh, in a full sun exposure that are heat tolerant and low water, right? So yeah, those are helpful. just some examples of different things you could do at the front door. But again, thinking about the exposure, figuring out is it full sun, is it afternoon shade, is it deep shade, and then selecting the plants from that. And also, if you're thinking about that front door space, how are you going to get water to that? I, you brought me, I was just going right to it, because a lot of times most of our, our pots and our container gardens are probably not going to have irrigation to them. Now they can, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit, but if somebody doesn't and they have one that's maybe in a somewhat sunny location, what is the watering going to look like? I know it's kind of a nebulous question to ask somebody, how much do I water a plant? Right. And I'm sure you'll give me a wonderful yeah. answer. <laughs> well, I am always brutal when I talk to people. I'm just like, be realistic. You are spending a certain amount of money now on plants that you're going to put in a spot that you're telling me you're going to hand water reliably throughout the heat throughout all of this with a busy life, with lots of kids. So the main thing to think about is be realistic. If, if you're not, if you're not going to water that well and you still have a full sun area, then maybe put something together like red yucca or, you know, some major heavy duty plants that are low water and can take heat. If you want something clean and still has a good statement, get a dwarf olive bush. Uh, there's even topiaried ones that are oh, yeah. taller, that have the little lollipop, little, little which ollie. would be super. Yeah, little ollie is amazing, right? And that would be lower water. You, you know, the, the key thing here is you need to check in on your plants. They're gonna tell you, if they're suffering, they're going to tell you if they're thirsty, they're going to tell you if they need food, and it's just knowing what to look out for. And, and that just comes with gardening, which is just experiential. It comes with time, it comes with 
observing. Yeah, just, just footsteps in the garden. Absolutely. What if I had one that was just full sun, I need something that's going to look good uh, during the summertime. What would be some combinations that you think worked good together? Okay, so full sun, we can call this one ray of sunshine. <laughs> uh, you like want to get your African daisy in like a four-inch pot. You want to get some creeping phlox also in a four-inch. Uh, you want to get an, a million bells, one of those also oh, in a yeah. four-inch. Calabracoa. You want to get a petunia in a four-inch and then sweet alyssum in a six-pack. That would be a super colorful, fabulous, full sun uh, container garden. And those were, I mean, from the, the African daisies, I mean, those are kind of bulletproof. Once they get rooted in somewhere, they, and they just keep, you cut it, you can get that out of and they just come right they back. They will just keep going That's and pretty keep cool. going. And those million bells are going to like, for me, those are a thriller and a spiller. They are. And a, I mean, it's all of it. They are, 100%. Really good options. Now, some people maybe, they might have partial shade or full shade but they still want something that looks nice. Um, I think a lot of our listeners, like I said, they, they might not be in a full home with some blasting sunlight. Um, how can we make the most of like a full shade area? Okay, so a full shade, um, we'll call this gold, silver, and diamonds. So you get a gold dust plant, right? A one gallon, and then you wanna get a four inch coral bell, a hookra. You want to get a coleus. I love coleus. Oh, I do too. Especially like a bright red coleus um, in a four inch. And then you want your little creeping purple heart that would be so beautiful in a four inch. And how about uh, a tricolor sweet potato vine? Now those are so fun because you can go um, and the bright green, yeah, that they bright got the, green, the dark or the dark purple, hundred like, percent. Yeah. And then again, dichondra is one of my favorites. The silver falls is just amazing. So if you put that in there, and then how about for fun, a little polka dot plant? Love it. Um, a lot of good um, foliage I noticed in that one. Some things that bloom, but uh, it'll also just look nice. Those are really cool recipes. I kind of like the idea of uh, just like, hey, if you don't know what to do, just go find the recipe and then try yeah. it yourself. It's like. It's like making a souffle or, or whatever. The, the thing to do, too, is just go grab a cart, take your pot from either at home, take it to the nursery, or find a pot at the nursery, and then just travel around and then place things in the pot. Place things as a thriller. Place things in your pot as a filler and place something as a spiller. So you can actually look for fragrance, look for contrast, look for texture. And see and, how they all kind of muddle together a little bit. And see how they all work together. Because sometimes um, if you get too much green, it gets lost, you know. Um, so you really want to make sure you get a lot of contrasting colors in there. And again, the textures, different leaf sizes, right? Something tall and grassy that's feathery, something smooth and wide, like, you know, succulents are amazing for that. Um, and then also something really small, like if you have the wire vine, that's always really cool and interesting too. So I think even if you don't know the names of the plants, as long as you know that they share the same exposure and they share the same um, need for water, you can you can play around all day, you know, it. whether it's edible or not edible, whether it's a perennial, an evergreen, an annual, you can use them all together easily. One of the other things I wanted to talk about was um, I kind of have a favorite technique to use okay. when I plant a container garden. So once I pick out my container, 
right? Uh, and I usually kind of have, I, I like larger containers. What I like to do is... You can cram more things into a larger Yes, <laughs> and this is how I do it. So I've got my container in front of me, my big pot that I'm going to put all my plants in. I first put in some soil, about two-thirds. I take the biggest gallon size pot that I have picked out for the plants and I set it inside and I, I measure how full is it, right? Once I get the bottom pretty good and then I put in, let's say, a gallon size container, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I lift that bottom soil level up so that the top of the plant is going to be two inches below the rim. Right? You never want to fill it all the way up because then when you water it, everything's going to spill oh, over the side. Oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> so two inches. So this is a great way to measure and be able to precisely place these plants. So I put the biggest one in first. I keep it in the container, in the pot, and then I keep adding other, other plants that I want that are still in their containers, and I fill the soil all around. So essentially what I'm making when I pull the plants out in their individual containers, it's left a mold inside my soil, in my um, container that I'm going to plant all this in. It's left a mold, and then what I can easily do, because it's now going to be where all the roots are, I can then take my um, starting fertilizer and put it at the bottom, because you want that at the at bottom that level, yep. to interact immediately with your roots. The other thing that I do, my little cheat, I always add in with my starting fertilizer, I add in a little bit of um, blooming fertilizer. Just get right get to a fast Get right start. to it, what am I waiting for? I want the bang, I want the color. The thing I found, the reason why I like this technique, I don't manhandle my plant so much. I don't break as much on it when I do it like this. So I pull them all out, they've left a mold of where each plant goes. So then what I do is I carefully, I take out the first thriller, put it in there, make sure it's situated really good. And then I start to put in my fillers. And then I lastly put in my uh, spillers. And I do make sure that they each have a little bit of room around it. And then I make sure that I fill in the soil. The main thing you want to be careful of is you don't want to plant your plants too deep and cover it with too much soil that you rot the root ball, you know, or you rot the stem area yeah. where it just falls off. So just plant it where that where it's naturally at already in its container yes. from the nursery. Yes, and you always want to do that, whether it's a tree yep. or whatever. You you never want it to go below that little soil line that you're can that you're creating. Um, that's one of my favorite things. It really works well for me. I find I create less mess. I do way less damage to the plants. So yeah, because you're trying to avoid putting a, putting a plant in and then going, oh, it's settling, or it's, oh, that, that's at the wrong, wrong height. So then you got to dig, kind of pull it back out and then And one of the things it. I do while I'm doing it, I gently, you know, I, I like to have a little watering can so I can gently water down the potting soil. So it really is making these molds. And then my other favorite thing is it's so easy to just get all of the fertilizer at the roots right away. Container gardens are amazing because uh, you can create practically anything with anything out of plants. And plants, I think, bring us all so much joy and it just um, is very easy to do. It's not rocket science. It's soil science, plant science, I love it, even better. 
Well, uh, Kiki, thank you so much. I've learned a bunch. Um, I'm all fired up, and we are going to try to use this to hopefully get Let's other go people. planting! Exactly. Happy gardening to you all, and please never stop growing. Well, all right, that does it for our interview with Kiki. Thank you so much, Kiki, and thank you to all of our listeners for being here. I really appreciate it. I really loved that interview. I learned so much. Kiki brings a lot of information and knowledge, but just her passion and energy is infectious, so I appreciated it. I'm kind of fired up uh, on my own end to get some plants in the ground, to get some containers going. I've had a pl plenty of success growing in containers, whether it's herbs, veggies, or flowers and perennials. Um, what I love it, you can be formal, you can be simple, it can be complex and colorful, or anything in between. The sky isn't even the limit for what you can do uh, with, with your container gardening. The, all these plants, these containers, these are just, these are your paints and your paintbrushes, and you are an artist, friends. So get out there, go get some art going, create, create, create. Um, be, be unique, be yourself, and maybe express yourself with some container gardening. Until next week, garden friends, I got to get out and get some dirt back underneath these nails. They're looking a little too clean. Uh, I'm looking for a callus or two. You know, I got to get my hands there. I'm, I'm ready to get some serious work in. Until next week, garden friends, I wish you all an amazing week out in your gardens. Go outside, get some, touch some grass, get some dirt underneath those nails, plant some plants if you can, and look forward to next week because it's going to be a wonderful one. Can't wait to have you back. Until next time, garden friends, happy gardening to you all. And of course, never stop growing. <laughs>